You laughing at my Wait, we back? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You laughing at my we back? You got a problem with me? <laughs> Fight! No, 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 no. Continue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> with an amazing guest, our friend, a friend who I actually went to elementary school and middle school in high school with, but I was only existent in his life in high school. <laughs> That's how popular he was. Ooh. You know, like didn't even know I existed oh on gosh. this earth. Oh, that is not true. So true. And in middle school, you know, one of those like drama moments, like the slow, like, I don't know why I remember this like this. It was, it's a weird, he was walking down the hallway alone. And you know, guys have that walk, like kind of like that <laughs> shaggy walk. Dude, okay. he was for sure walking like that. And like, I just remember like being by the restroom and like just seeing him walk down the hall alone. I don't know where all the other students were. He was just walking down alone. Or maybe there were other students and but then it was I, just I, I only vision. saw, yeah, I only saw Richie. Maybe, who knows? <laughs> but yes, our good friend, Richie M. Lee. What does the M stand Richie for? Richie Myungyu Lee. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Oh, 안녕하세요. 안녕하세요. 안녕하십니까? What? What? 안녕하십니까? Before we even start, uh-huh. I just want to give a quick shout out to my boy Howard Pyo, Sam Che, and Birdman. I love you guys. But yeah, Richie is actually our, what I refer to as my good looking friend. To the point where we would all be hanging out with a group and certain people in high school would, like Richie would be the main character <laughs> in their Instagram that is not and true. Snapchat stories. Like, you know when you're going around and you show everybody but a little longer on Richie? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> genuinely, genuinely. That is not true. Because they wanted to be good looking by association. I swear, I swear. Um, and so, yeah. I mean, other than his good looks, Richie is also a star athlete. He played at UNC Asheville as a midfielder. And he recently picked up golf. And within a matter of months, he's become a scratch golfer. <laughs> that is false. That is not true. Stop trying to be humble. No, 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 no. I, I am not a scratch golfer. Colin Morikawa, this is for you. Richie Lee is coming for your ass. Colin. If go, go. if by chance you're seeing this, that is, <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> I did not all say right. that. See you at the PGA tour. And for all my ladies out there who care about height, Richie stands at a very average height of five ten. <laughs> oh my god! Choke on the Petri. <laughs> Dude, I'm sweating and I'm also crying already. <laughs> you don't look so happy. No, I think the average height is like five, eight. It's about five feet, nine inches. Okay, so I'm, so, a, I'm a little above the average. Oh, okay. He's above average, everyone. Let me cor but, okay, correction but, on the podcast. Okay, I think... I think some girls think five tens like they're like, oh, I can only date guys that are only six, like over five eleven, six foot. 
Do some girls know that? Do you, do you know anybody like that? Julie? Like, used to. Oh, I actually? used to. I used to. But there's logic behind what, it. What was your height requir- requirement? Six feet tall. That's so greedy. <laughs> that is so, how how many how many of our group of friends like you know you see the guys like like hey by the way shout out to like luke thomas raymond <laughs> we besides literally- raymond maybe raymond's like six foot one <laughs> everybody else like <laughs> is not even five nine okay here here's the logic so i'm five three yeah mm-hmm. but because a five three is, I think, kind of on the shorter end for a female, and so mm-hmm. uh, I like to wear heels. So then that brings me to a five six. That brings me to a five six. So I just feel like aesthetically in a picture it would look nicer if he was, you know, like a, there was some space, like this, a hand space above my head, like this, you know, <laughs> like this much space at least between us. However, don't come at me, people, because. Hannah, like Hannah said, I used to. I used to because God is fair. Mm. God is fair. You know? So six foot was because of like the aesthetics, like for the picture? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, I was actually, you know what? I don't want to call it greedy. I was being strategic because my dad is pretty <laughs> short. Daniel Jung is pretty short. And my family, just like his- history, like our-, our family line, were pretty short. So to be really honest, for my parents' height, I feel like me being 5'3 is kind of tall. Like, oh, for, actually, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. My parents are both kind of short. So for me to be 5'3, I think like I overcame she got the, tall like, jeans. She, the tall jeans. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so for my next, for, for my, for my children, mm-hmm. if I want them to be a little taller, I need somebody who's a little taller to even out my jeans. You know what I mean? We have a oh, solution though. for that. What? For me? Your, for your kids. transfer? For your kids being short. Mm-hmm. Just break their legs. Exactly. I've thought about it. <laughs> Huh? They'll, what? they'll grow a couple inches. I'm just looking at Richie's, Richie's face. Goodness uh, gracious. Wow. Um, so welcome to the podcast, everyone. Uh, we always like throw in some solid parenting advice. And I think this is what, on the more like mm. solid end. Because you know, like after yeah. you break a bone, it grows back stronger. <laughs> it does oh does it it does aside from all of that how y'all been what's been up <laughs> it's been good it's been good you know just working yeah you know the usual what do you do what is good and what is the usual <laughs> so i'm pretty simple i feel like i feel like every time we catch up it's like i give the same answers you know, you ask me, oh, how are you doing? And I'm just like, yeah, you know, I'm just like coaching and then I'm just playing like Warzone with the boys and then like, you Aww. know, I'm just resting at home. So it's like, that's pretty much it. Okay. Okay. Coaching. Yeah. So I've, yeah, I'm, I'm, for those of you who don't know me, it's like, you know, I've been played soccer my entire life. And so that's kind of like the path I'm going with. And so, yeah, just working with like youth sports. Hopefully in the future, I could like continue that with like, college teams or like professional mm. teams Ooh. and for me it's been a pretty good week i got to see my friends over the weekend we had a little picnic situation um also highly recommend lacy park in pasadena there's a five dollar entrance fee actually i think it's san marino but there is a five dollar entrance fee 
because the park is so nice it is so nice um and i actually tried on our friend michelle's roller skates there and i think i'm gonna purchase some you were pretty good thank you very much i was quite nervous because i was literally in a dress i was you like were. wow what's going on but yeah so yeah it was really nice seeing everyone i feel like so last week i had mentioned how my emotions have been like all over the place like happy like super grateful and then super sad and i'm like i don't want to do anything and then i was getting like really angry and it's just been like really weird but i have noticed a little bit of a pattern whenever Mm. i like catch up with friends or see people and have interaction i'm in such a better mood and Mm. so i think my like extrovertedness is like starting up again um though i get tired really really fast still yeah. yeah I'm ready. I think I'm ready to start. Yeah. Um, hanging out. Or I think like I'm more excited for you, and I mean for all of us. Like I think to, to some level, our stamina has dropped. Oh, hundred percent. Right? Like our ability to interact with other human beings for like because we were stuck at home for mm, so long. Yep. So I think just putting that into practice. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Yeah. For me, this week was the complete opposite of yours, Richie. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't no ordinary weekend. I'm sorry. To because hear that. it was my half birthday. Ooh! Boom boom boom. Happy half birthday to, to you. Yeah. Happy half birthday. Yeah, so I'm officially twenty three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> twenty three and a half. <laughs> March seventh, everyone. March seventh. What the hell is going on? <laughs> what do you mean half? It's a, yeah, your half birthday. What do you get? Like a cake or something? Or I got presents. You are you are you serious? I actually have yeah. a present for you. <laughs> Wait, you bought her a present for <laughs> for her, her half, half birthday, birthday? Yeah. Because <laughs> if I had to rank JJ's favorite holidays, it would go number one, her birthday. Number two, her half birthday. <laughs> And then maybe number three, St. Patty's Day, <laughs> which is coming, coming up. up. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about taking the day off, actually, for, for St. Patty's Day. But yeah, yeah, no, it was it was good vibes. Half birthday, <laughs> keeping me in check for my birthday birthday. So it was like a little reminder. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was great. cute. It was, it was a great weekend. Yeah. Um, so sorry to hear you didn't have as good of a weekend as I did, Richie, but we're about to have a real good time. You know what I mean? No, but yeah, we really do want to give people what they want to hear. You know, again, Richie is our good-looking friend, and exactly. people are always inquiring about him. That. Exactly. Yeah. Them inquiries, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And so we will be actually accepting DMs on behalf of Richie, so mm-hmm. feel free to slide. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we need that pre-screen. You know what I mean? Like, yes. We need to pre-screen these DMs. And we're like, oh, you know what? I could see them together. Right. Pass them along to you with our pre-screen Blessing. notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, with our notes, our bullet points, like high level. And then, you know, and, and then you take it from there. I appreciate that. Maybe that virtual interview. Mm. Dang. Good. But yeah, know. speaking of, All right. what's like, what do you look for and girls and relationships uh that's such a tough question i feel like because i can't really point out like anything specific uh-huh but if anything 
it's not that I look for anything. It's more like, do I just kind of click with that person? I can't really point out, hey, like this girl needs to have this or this girl needs to have that. Like, then I'll probably never find somebody, you know? Mm. But I feel like now it's just more, I think I used to think like that. Like, oh, she needs to look like this. She needs to be like this. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, like if you think like that though, I feel like you're very limited to what you could find. And so for me now it's more, hey, like, do I really click with this person? Am I comfortable? Can I be myself? And just stuff like that's where I think that's like my main priority. Um, Mm. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. And obviously, like in terms of like the looks and all that, like physically, I do have to be somewhat attracted to the person. Right. So my question um, about, you know, serious dating. I mean, we're in the same group of friends and I feel like all our friends have dated or like had a had at least one serious relationship yeah this is my first one but yeah i think so at this point yeah so maybe you two like (laughs) we were the most single out of yeah Yeah, maybe y'all were were the most single out of our group of friends (laughs) and but with that being said you know you've inadvertently secondhand dated so what have you learned from that have you learned anything from that when you say secondhand dating it's like through a friend right like seeing their relationships correct yeah it's like you didn't experience it yourself but by them Mm. like confiding in you about you know problems they went through or you you watching them fight or you watching them be lovey-dovey like right did you like were there any thoughts that formed about relationships or your or things you've Mm. kind of i don't know fantasized about your future significant other i think for me at least it's uh I think some relationships were it, were it was like damn like I wish I had that kind of mm. thing, and some of them were like, I do not want to <laughs> ever be in a relationship ever. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any like specific examples of things that you've learned from? I think the bad is some people I think force themselves into having to be in a relationship, like Ooh. they see like oh like all my friends are dating so i have to be dating so it's kind of like rushed mm. you know like mm-hmm. they kind of rush i feel like so like i'm like when i see them i'm like oh like this is not gonna work out you know maybe you guys are just dating to date i don't know that's just kind of how i feel but i think a lot of people date because like i said they're pressured into dating thinking wow. that like oh i see my friends dating i have to find somebody as fast as possible yeah yeah I 100% agree with that, actually, because I think that, like, I don't think I was ever, like, oh, my gosh, I wish I was in a relationship because all my friends are in a relationship. But, of course, like, during, like, big holidays or anniversaries, like, I was like, oh, that would be nice. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. especially, like, in our friend group, like, it's not just, like, flings. It's not just, like, hooking up. It's, like, long-term relationship like yeah at least what two plus years yeah at least at least and so which is good yeah no it's great but i also like there were months at a time where i was like oh i'm the single one out of nine (laughs) (laughs) consistently and then like 
everyone would kind of rotate through the other <laughs> single spot. But I, I'm the consistent one. No, no, same <laughs> Let here, me just same here. say, though, like when I was the single one and I joined Hannah, it was so much fun. It was it fun, was right? really fun. Because I get really excited when my friends are single. I'm like, <laughs> let's go out. Let's hang out. Like, genuinely, yeah. I think that's how we got closer. I, I actually think that's, yeah, that was the kickstart of... <laughs> You know, the, 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 sing, the singleness. Yeah, the singleness in us, you know? Yeah. So what, so what about you? For me, I think some of the bad that I've, like, secondhand dated and learned, <laughs> uh-huh. secondhand learned, was... <laughs> secondhand <dating>. Yeah. <laughs> is, I think a big one is asking for your needs. I think that, like, mm. uh, at least, like, from my girlfriend's perspectives they expect a lot from their boyfriends and it's like how would you know that you know like you wanted that and so i think it's just about like truly communicating because like people say like oh communication is the key to relationships but like what does that mean and so i think that means like expressing everything important on your mind not letting things kind of like uh i'll let that one go and then like have it come up again um and even just like with my boyfriend like though i didn't say it he asked me for valentine's day like do you want flowers Mm. and so i've kind of now and i was like yes um (laughs) and so i've kind of now realized like maybe i won't be surprised in my relationship unless Mm. i particularly ask can you plan a surprise so Mm. So obviously I saw this on TikTok, but there was this one movie scene with um, Jennifer Aniston, right? And she was just like yelling at him because she had asked him to do the dishes. And he was like, well, I'm going to go do the dishes. And she was like, but I want you to want to do the dishes. And he was like, that's why I'm going to go do the dishes. And that, they were fighting about that, right? So yeah, maybe although this is something you need to communicate in the beginning of your relationship, mm. maybe not towards the end. Yeah, and if I could add... Even, like, down to the nitty-gritty of, like, how often you want to be communicated to and how, like, in which way, I think is important, too. Because, like, sometimes, like, girls are, like, you know, or, like, on both ends, you'll kind of freak out if the person doesn't respond, you know, for, like, eight hours at a time. But maybe they're just not a texter. Maybe they don't like being on their phone because, you know, they want to be present in the moment. And so, I think even communicating down to those nitty-gritty things is like very important for sure yeah for sure have you thought about this before richie not really (laughs) no i mean i feel like i have you know at one point but i'm not like i don't know I, i feel like right now i'm just like not really thinking anything about kind of the dating side it's just if it happens it happens Mm. so i'm not like really like like detailed about it it's just like hey if it comes it comes kind of thing yeah what are your thoughts on because i think i hear this a lot is like girls being like oh i feel like my boyfriend doesn't try anymore what are your thoughts on that (laughs) uh i feel like if that's the case Mm. then there's something wrong maybe i feel like or or maybe the boyfriend is just busy oh okay you know like there's like always two sides right like for example like my best friend like howard he's he's a ucla medical student right and he's currently dating mm-hmm. i feel like he's so busy that even if he wants to like try 
like it's so hard because he has his life you know like he's a med school student he has to study mm-hmm. like he's like very career driven and he's also having to do everything else like keeping up with friends family like there's just so many things involved like i don't know if, if your girlfriend or boyfriend can't understand then that's maybe a you problem whoa but it could also be like hey if they're really not trying and they have nothing going on then okay you could talk about that too but i think i look at it from both sides right yeah. hmm yeah i think that's tough i think that's really tough because you want to feel like you're a priority and so to kind of have to accept that maybe like you aren't the priority in someone's life right i and I feel like it's it's not because that they don't want you to be number one. Right. But it's because like at our stages of life, like this is what we have to do in order to, mm. you know, have a good life in the future. It's so crazy because it wasn't until quarantine where I feel like I've had the opportunity to really dive into my emotions. So I feel mm. like I, I now refer to my life as seasons. Whether that be a month, whether that be an actual season, like an entire fall or my season of having felt a certain type of emotion. Um, And so with that, too, like remember what I said on the pod last week about for me, I feel like I've really been trying to focus on the time management aspect. Uh But maybe it's not so much that and maybe I need to focus more on the prioritization of the things that are in my life. And at least for me in my current relationship. There was like an adjustment period because for my previous relationship, we were on the phone with each other almost 24-7. Like you wake up and you FaceTime. I'm driving to work and we're FaceTiming. Like literally phone in the coin cubby watching me drive. Uh, Wow. We're literally playing like game pigeon games while I'm at work. Uh, I would would literally go to the restroom and then just play all my games and then come out. Um, And you know, like... (laughs) you know like just just hella communicating like hey i'm about to go to this i'm gonna do this so i'm not gonna be able to reply for x amount of hours come out be like hey i'm done with this i'm on my way to blah blah blah. maybe something that's over communicating but that's how we rolled but in my current relationship in the beginning i was like dude like we'll kind of go mia for hours oh wow like hours but but it was but you know i started to assume and my assumptions were correct it's like when He's really focused on something. He's the type, like, he actually sometimes forgets where his phone is. He, like, literally locks it away in a cabinet. Wow. But at the same time, I'm going to expose him just a little bit. Maybe I'll expose your wife a little bit, too. We had a little bonding session over having iPhone 5s. So maybe that's why they're not so attracted to being on their phones. I, I would like to make a correction. It's the iPhone SE. Oh, the SE. Uh-huh. The SE. I actually respect that, though. Yeah. Because that just means they're not like, they don't need like the newest thing. And they're doing, the, like, they're yeah. just calling and texting. I would definitely not. I, I would definitely say my boyfriend isn't like the super materialistic type. Yeah, I, I love that. But so with that, uh, uh like i understand that in this season of his life right now like he is really good at time management but i understand what his like priorities are Mm. you know so if that means that throughout the a.m he can't text me so be it because that's what his priorities like for what you said richie in order for him to be successful in his 30s he needs to do this now so that it sets up better you know, like stepping stones for the next couple of years. Yeah. 
I do think like our twenties are for our careers in a way. Mm. Um, at least like that's what I've heard. Yeah, I I kind of agree to disagree to that because I feel like your twenties should be a time where it's a figuring out kind of thing. Mm. Like it's a lot. It's there's gonna be a lot of like trying new things, and you're not gonna like that. And you having to move on to the next thing. It's just like trial and error. Mm. I feel like our 20s. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you just said about it's a time of trial and error is so complex. Like, honestly, obviously, obviously, I don't even have my answer because I'm in the beginning phase of my 20s. Mm. So my answer might be completely different a year from now, five years from now, six years from now, because in seven I will be 30. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, but I think I'm personally really grateful because I have, I think at least I found something that I'm really passionate about. But I think a part of me also being able to find that was that I just went for it. Oh, like wow. when I was applying to jobs, like I think for me, I was really thinking about what am I good at? Like let's, let's step away from the, the, parental expectations of stem 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 and like what am i truly good at Mm. and that's why you know something where i'm talking a lot something where i'm like engaging with people um really honing in on that human value type of thing Mm. um but for you like do you feel like you've given a chance to what could potentially be your career thus far yeah i think At one point in my life, I was like, oh, I'm interested in acting, Mm. right? So I tried the acting. Mm. Um, And obviously, even still to this day, it's like, you know, if it's like a side gig, then I would love to do it, right? Um, And so I think that's one thing. Another, And everything else, I've never really had much interest in. It was either I'm going into sports or I want to do entertainment. Mm. That was literally, I never like liked anything else. Oh, yeah. wow. Right. And yeah. so I always knew, like, I'm probably most passionate about sports. And then after that, it'll probably be like, oh, it'll be cool to just, like, try, like, the entertainment industry. Yeah. So I just tried that for fun. Like, I think, like, I mean, I haven't really, I can't even say I've given it my all. Mm. But what I could say is I've experienced it. Yeah. Right. And so I've done both. And now I chose the path of, hey, like, I'm probably more suited for, like, coaching because that's something i really enjoy doing i could see myself do that for the rest of my life and even if i'm like yeah and like it took me that's i I feel like when i talked to you guys like even last year it was oh like i'm kind of confused yeah like i'm like and like the overthinking part right like hey like you're overthinking about oh how am i gonna make a living and like Mm. oh what am i gonna do for like for my like job like i don't know what i like to do like yeah and you know and stuff like you remember talking remember yeah, talking about that I and do. like now when i look back it's just like i don't need to be making a million dollars to be like happy yeah like i found something that i enjoyed doing which is coaching and giving kind of back to the sport that i've dedicated my entire life with yeah and so i found i found like pure enjoyment of teaching everything i know all the mistakes i've made into somebody else Mm. and seeing them grow like i've really like got addicted to like seeing that and so now i'm just like okay like if i could find a like find like a living through that 
yeah. I would do that for the rest of my life. And if that's with youth sports, if that's with college, if that's with like the pros, whatever like path I might take, that's just the path I want to go on. Instead of like acting, it was more like, why am I even trying acting? Is it more because other people are telling me I should try it? Is it because, oh, you want to just look good? You know, like I feel like a、mm. lot of it is like insecurities, right? Like, oh, like you have to look good or you have to be showing somebody something. To like prove that like you're doing something with your life, you know? Yeah. Because like you're like the, I don't know, like even if you do like, like a, let's just say like I've I done a movie, right? Like I haven't, but like let's just, <laughs> let's just say you're the main character. Everyone's focused on you, everyone, right?、Mm-hmm. So like that's like the attention that you get. Am I craving for that attention? But does that stem from like insecurities? Wow. Is that, like, you know? So it's like I really gave it a deep thought. And I was like, entertainment industry is like, If you're really not passionate about the art of、mm. acting, then you do not have a chance.、Right. And you shouldn't be in that field because it's so competitive that you're going to get eaten up. Alive. Yeah. And, and, and it's just like, and if you're not like mentally healthy, I feel like, oh my gosh, there's so many insecure people I've met through that industry as well. Like、you're always、yeah. trying to prove something. You always、mm-hmm. have to like, look good. You always have to have this image. You always, right? It's like,、mm. And I've experienced that like, not even like, to the full extent. I've like, barely had any gigs, and I could still see that.、Right. You know? And so that's kind of like, my take on t h a t Who is this person? Dude, I love <laughs> all the deep thinking. Because, yeah, I think it really takes. A lot of just awareness, like mental energy, and like truly, truly, like strength to be like, hey, are my intentions pure? What are my whys? Into- right, right. Yeah. Let's think about it. Like, so many per- people that are pursuing acting, modeling, whatever, what are their true intentions? Can most of them say, like, I'm truly doing this for the art? I don't, probably not, right? If you, if you are, though, Mm-hmm. And I completely like respect that. But if not, then it's like, hey, like, you gotta really look yourself in the mirror and be like, is this really what you wanna do? Or is, is this something that you just think that, you know, you wanna do because you look good all the time? Right. You know? And so、yeah. it's, it's, and that's why I'm saying with my 20s, why I'm saying it's a, tr- it's a time of trial and error is because, like you said, you're still 23, I'm 24. Like we're, like, we're still so young. Right. Like, what do we really know about life? We、mm. haven't experienced anything yet. Like,、yeah. we're like still babies. We're、yeah. not, but like, we still are, right? Like, compared to our parents. Like, Dave.、Yeah. So it's like, okay, like 20s. My dad told me it's a time where you can make mistakes till you're 30、mm. and you'll still be fine.、Mm, but at 30. But at 30, you gotta get, your, <laughs> you gotta get, your, you gotta get it together. Like, if you're a janitor, then you better be the best damn janitor. <laughs> Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, but that's kind of what my dad instilled in me since like day one.、Dang. It was like with soccer. Like, a lot of people know that I played soccer,、mm-hmm. right? But I don't think a lot of people know like what I went through to be like somewhat successful in soccer. Yeah.、Right. Like, you know, I've had a lot of stress.、Yeah. I've practiced a lot. Like, I've dedicated my life to that sport. And so it's like, I, you know, I fought with my dad a lot, but he also taught me like so many life lessons.、Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like correlating that to 
my life now it's like you got to work hard in order to be successful at something but it's got to be pure like mm. why are you like you do you really enjoy it wow. the the process of working hard you know oh, what i mean the yeah. process of working hard cuz like you said like like some people say they want to do acting yeah but are they putting in the work yeah but people that enjoy or want really want to do acting that work they're going to enjoy that process mm. right so you got to like find enjoyment in what you do and that's what mm. i think that's why for me i think going in like the sports industry is going to be good for me cuz i'm down i'm like i'm willing to take all those steps all those hard steps in order for me to like be successful at it one day oh you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 and so that's why 20s trial and error you find something you want to do something you really enjoy and then uh, and then you you're like okay this is what i want to do then from there it's about you got to start from the bottom mm. and work yourself like work your way up right but that's yeah. like the grind like you got to enjoy the grind right yeah and that's what i've learned from soccer i think something that i've mentioned a lot on our drives to church mm. was like I, I would just tell hannah like yeah you know I, I talk i talk to my mom about this all the time how once again the whole stem 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 but i feel like the uh, maybe this is a cultural a little bit of a generational difference but i really believe like you can be an underwater basket weaver but if you like love that and you're really good at it, hopefully in your lifetime, like you're bound to be successful in it. For sure. You know what I mean? For sure. Like I, I fully support you doing some, you know, internal reflecting and utilizing what your true talents are. So, right. You were just saying like you can really see yourself succe succeeding in coaching because you find so much joy in helping others not make the mistake that you made when you were right, training exactly. soccer, right? Exactly. And for me, like, hmm, I can't be in a cubicle alone. Did I tell you guys about the time I considered accounting? Like, I can't. I can never. I can oh, never. You oh, know what yeah, I mean? No. Uh, but I, I thought about it slightly because all my friends in college were like, oh, yeah, big four, six figures, like, maybe in two years after graduation, that right. upward trajectory within, you know, KPMG, Dillard, blah, 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 all, all these companies. And so I thought about it, but I completely agree with that. I also don't think that it's a bad thing to have a job where you don't enjoy, but you make, like, good money. Like, I know some people like that. Like, mm -hmm. they don't necessarily have... I completely disagree. All right, um, but, I mean... But elaborate. Yeah, elaborate. yeah like... I don't think that's a bad thing either because you're learning something. Like, I feel like everything you go through in life, like, that's a, that's a lesson you could take on. Mm. Like, hey, like, you don't necessarily enjoy this job, but you're, like, grinding it out. Mm. That's a lesson that you can take and apply it to the next phase in your life. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No, that makes I, don't, I don't think that just because you're not happy with what you're doing doesn't mean that you're not in the right spot. Mm, yeah, like you might, that, that I agree with. Yeah, like you might be at the right spot. It's just you don't have to do that forever. Yeah. I also think that like I've recently been exploring the idea of like a job is a job. Um, I think that was like a big realization I had in college during my first re internship where mm -hmm. like, hey, maybe it's not going to be like this amazing thing that LinkedIn and Instagram and, you know, all the stories like make it out to be. But 
if my goal for my job is purely to make money to fuel my other interests Mm -hmm. as long as it's fulfilling whatever need that i need it to then it's okay right but if i'm going to my job and i want it to be something that i want like fulfillment in and Mm. like autonomy and feel like i'm making a difference then it's a different story if you're miserable in your job Mm. i I agree i agree it's whatever like your views on what a job should be and what you need it to be in your life yeah no i think that's a great point yeah I guess I've been brainwashed. Maybe college really did brainwash me because I think nowadays there are more freelancers and part-time contract workers, right? So that completely makes sense if the job that pays you that 40 to $60 an hour is helping to fuel what you really want to do. Maybe you're like side studio gig or, you know, something like that. Then that completely makes sense. But I think for the majority mm. of Americans, right? We're all, we're, a lot of us are working nine to five jobs. And so- I was just like so quick to say I disagreed with what you said, Richie, because I guess I was just thinking about like my level. Like I I don't want to use the word level, but, you know, it hasn't been so long since I've entered this corporate world. I think for someone in my situation, I think experiencing the difficulties kind of makes sense. Mm. I, I still do think I shouldn't like a work to me, I think should for sure provide psychological safety. Right. How can they expect you to perform so well if they're not even providing the resources for you to excel at work? Right. And Mm. also to your point, I've always just viewed work as a place to like like my second home type of place. Because if you think about it, the average is 40 hours a week. You're spending 40 hours a week at work when you finish. When daylight savings is I don't remember if it's the offer on you're walking out of the office when it's pitch like black. Yeah. You know, you're in there the entire day. And so. I don't know if like, I don't also don't want to generalize this entire generation, but I don't know if we would like, if a company offered me a couple thousand less, but their culture was so much better than whatever company and I'm making more money, I would leave right away. But also I understand everyone's situation is different. Maybe some households need that extra couple of extra couple thousands of dollars. So right. Right. I need to be grateful. Right. I need to be grateful. But I think what I'm saying is even if you're not happy at your job, it's not that you're not learning anything from it. Like you could, you're always learning where you yeah. are. Like you know what I'm talking about. Like yeah, yeah. you might not be in the most psychological, like happy place. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. like if I look, if I guess what I'm, if I look back in my life, maybe a point where I could kind of relate to that is maybe I'm not on a team that I'm really happy with. Uh. But what I've learned through that team is, oh, like I really like got stronger from it because I didn't quit. You know what I'm talking about? You don't have to be at the dream job right now Mm. in order for you to be successful or happy. It's just, that's just a fate. That's just where you are in life. And you have to overcome it and accept it. Yeah. I also want to say that being in my 20s, like we're all in our early 20s. And it, I truly like, I think I have now accepted the fact that it is about trial and error. I think a big factor that i or a big way in which i thought was like i have to get my shit together now almost limited me like there was like a deadline specifically for me it's always been like forbes 30 under 30 like oh if i want to achieve that then i'm 20 i'm 24 
like people have already launched people are already millionaires at our age and so I think that like yeah like comparing myself to people around me and then having this like arbitrary like date of like oh this is the day I get my shit together (laughs) I think that like that really like it was um it felt like a huge weight on my shoulders like constantly being like oh I have to know now like I don't even have time to try but then I hear more and more about you know what at least you're brave enough to say like hey this isn't the job for me let me make a decision let me you know not do this anymore and try something else at least you're doing that now and you're not wasting 20 something years in a job that you knew from maybe the first year that you didn't like yeah right and so yeah i mean it's just like you know sunk cost like yeah maybe you wasted a year in a job but is it really a waste if you're if you're saving yourself from 20 years of misery um and so yeah i think like just having this like ticking timeline time bomb right has always been like something on my mind in a lot of ways i just like really lived in my head a lot it was constantly thinking about things even in dating at every single step it would be like do i like him do i not like him do i like him do i not like him Like, do I want to go out on another date with him? Do I not want to? And so because I was constantly trying to make all these decisions and forcing myself to make decisions, it, like, it was so, like, heavy. Like, everything was so heavy because I wasn't, like, going with the flow. So even in work situations and just life in general, I've honestly, like, come to realize, like, I'm like, hey... And I actually got this from our friend Ethan, who just started a coffee company called Ghoul Boys Coffee. He said, you know, it's better to put something out and then make adjustments along the way. Like, it's not going to be perfect rather than sit on it and think about it and think about it and ruminate on it and never do anything because you're so scared. And so I think that like that's when I was like, oh, wow um that's so true it just action 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 i love that ethan said that because i think this is something i learned from my parents my mom is really type a my dad is really type a and so you know even to the smallest things of you know asking for a check for something school related like i'd get in trouble if i didn't ask beforehand so i would hate to have lost an opportunity because I was lazy and I didn't get to it when I knew I could have done it. And so whether it's like work related, which I don't know if you guys know, but I'm very particular at work too. Like right now I think I feel a little stressed because I have the scrolly bar. Like I hate having that scrolly bar. In your email thread? In my email thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like either file it away because you've addressed it or like, you know, like do something action oriented so it's not there anymore. I'm very much so like that because the thing is, like it doesn't matter if you push it it's still on your plate Mm -hmm. but sometimes i guess this is just in work context i would compare it to having lost an opportunity in the sense of like being credible right like obviously i'd want to see others i'd want others to see me as somebody who does my job well but if i don't respond to that email in a timely manner or i'm not able to find who can provide that answer for them it's like oh like i lost the opportunity to me at least, like to really show them that I'm good at my job. Mm. 
But another example, and I don't know why this is the only example I can think about, but I would always get so sad during college when my mom would send me these like Korean American scholarship opportunities. And if you just take the time to do it, that could have Mm. been like a thousand or three thousand dollars to have helped me out with like tuition or not me, but maybe my parents out with tuition. Uh, But it's like, you remember it like a week or two later and like, oh yeah, my mom sent me this and you go and the deadline was yesterday. Mm. Like, I hate that. I hate that. And so, uh, actually, maybe that wasn't such an example tied to overthinking because I didn't necessarily overthink it. Mm. But I'm also not the type to overthink, period. I think I've also realized about myself, I don't overthink. I just think about the thing for a while. But I don't overthink it. I see. Yeah. Does that make sense? I'm yeah. I'm the opposite. Me as I well. think. <laughs> and then we, me and you Hannah we talked about this before but for me I think I think to the point where I'm like thinking about what other people might think and mm. it's like <laughs> yes that's so real and then it's like mm. oh like it's like things that might, can't even happen <laughs> but you're thinking about that because it could happen maybe uh-huh. like it's like weird I don't really know how to explain it Yeah. but like let's just say like for example, uh-huh. I left my wallet in yeah. the car, yeah. right? But like at the moment, I don't have my wallet. Yeah. But you're just like, but you know it's in your car. Uh-huh. But I'm overthinking to the point where, what if it's not there? And then what if somebody took it? Then I have to like get my driver's license. And then I have to get, I have to cancel all my credit cards. Oh. And then like, oh, like, you know, everything's like yeah. one thing to another, to another, to another. Like, oh, is that overthinking? I, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I, I think... But that's like, but that's not stressful for me. It's like, oh, well, if I lost my, oh, if I lost it, then I guess I just have to go to the DMV and redo it exactly. and cancel my cards. But like, for me, it's like, it stresses me out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's a problem. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. that's kind of an example of how I overthink right. with a lot of things. Mm. Like, it could be like, even my job where I have to like email parents back. Let's just say like, I don't do it. And then I know I'm going to get in trouble. Then mm. I'm like, damn. I might get fired for this. And if I get fired, then like, what am I going to do? And then you start thinking about your life. But it's like, just because I didn't email one parent back. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Like, that's where the stuff where it's very bad. Like like that could hurt. It's a snowball effect where you're thinking about something that can't, that's not even realistic. Mm. But you're just like, you're you're thinking about in general. Mm. So you tend to believe what you're saying in your head, which is, kind of dangerous right like yeah that's really not good so i'm yeah i think now i'm getting a lot better with that but during college it was like a time of where like you guys know like i was in north carolina like i was in like my family moved to korea during that time too so i was like really alone yeah and it was like i was like anxious you know i was like overthinking so much to the point where i wouldn't like get out of my room i would just be in my room Mm. right i wouldn't want to socialize because i would think that like people wouldn't like me so i had like a huge problem in college with that like a lot of people don't know this about me but i had like a lot of mental Mm. stuff Mm. going on but as i came back home and obviously this is like kind of tying to like other things too but that's what made me realize how thankful i should be for like my group of friends you know what I'm talking about? Like, it made yeah. me, like, grateful for, like, the little things. So, how 
have you overcome your overthinking and if so how i think i have just because i'm more like very simple-minded now like hey like if it happens it happens if i lose it i lose it yeah i'm like trying to think like that everything happens for a reason right or just like mm. i don't know like hey i didn't email this person back i'm just gonna say sorry and if he fires me whatever right like yeah. i don't go to that next thing that yeah. might happen right and i feel like i that one thing too is like i'm kind of like back home now like it's just i'm just more comfortable like i've matured a lot and like you know yeah and so yeah i just gotten better as i got older with it yeah, yeah. that makes sense yeah yeah because i think that i definitely relate to the overthinking aspect in that especially like especially socially because i think i i don't know really where this stems from but i just have a tendency to like need people to like me and so i would get really really bothered i, I was like that too yeah i and would I'm, I'm still working on that oh yeah i i still think like i put a little bit too much weight like on my reputation <laughs> um and all of that and i would honestly like freak out like if they weren't like super over friendly with me and whatnot and so mm. i almost feel like when i like would interact with people like when we're out like at star night and whatever yeah. i would overcompensate to try to mm. make sure that they liked me and when i didn't have that reciprocated it always caused a little bit of panic within mm. me mm. um but in terms of like how i overcame that is like just being overall like meeting people where they're at so not only like am i accepting them like hey i don't know this person maybe this is the first time i'm meeting them maybe they have other things going on and then mm. also i learned from the four agreements the book like don't take things personally because yeah. you never know what's going on in people's lives and so exactly. i think with those two things in mind i've been able to just kind of like shut it off and of course, I still have those moments that replay in my head, and I'm like, Ugh. like I just I cringe. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. yeah, no. like what's going on? Like why is that replaying? But I try to shut it down as quickly as possible because I'm like, it happened. It happened. There's nothing I can do. Yeah. And maybe they didn't interpret it the way that I think that they interpreted it. Yeah. So, I think one of my mentors earlier on taught me that. Oh really? Like, I was so offended that I said hi to somebody else. And I was like, yeah, they were so rude. Like looked at me in the eye and just looked at me. Like didn't say hi, whatever. And I remember being so upset by that. And I think she just kind of expect like, she, what did she ask me? I was like, like, why can't you just be happy and blah, blah. And I, she asked me something along the lines, like, why, why are you assuming that she's having like a happy morning? Oh, whoa. You know, like, so to your point of meeting people where they're at, for all I know, she could have gotten a ticket that morning. Somebody could have bumped into her car on the freeway. You know, I don't know what she experienced that morning. Could have been completely different from mine. But different from you, I took that, right? And it's so weird. Like if somebody, I know they're not super fond of me. I've never like thought of it as a me problem. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's you know what always I mean? a me problem. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, if they don't like me, it sounds like a you problem. Like, I, I mean, you can communicate to me what I did to make you 
want to distance yourself from me or if I did something to offend you. But if you don't communicate that to me, number one, I wouldn't know. But yeah, number two, going back to the, this is why sometimes I think I'm unempathetic because uh, not that I don't want to go actively like seek this friendship, but yeah, like if you don't communicate that to me, how would I know? And I don't know. Yeah, it's just to me. Why is that my problem? I just don't see it being my problem. Because I don't Uh, take on other people's like, well, right. Because if like if they have the issue with me, I already have so many of my own problems. I don't know why I need to take on more. Do I even have the bandwidth to take on more? mm, Like that's the way I think. Right. (laughs) That's the way I think. I just don't have the I don't have the capacity to take on other people's issues. Yeah, no, I I'm more on like, I guess I could relate to Hannah because same thing like i used to be like a people pleaser too mm-hmm. uh, yes to everything hey yes i'm down and i still mm. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, down. I, I'm down and i'm like oh wait like i plan something you know because i don't want to make that person like mad at me mm-hmm. or like i don't want this person to think i'm flaking mm. you know what i'm talking even like when i see like when i meet someone new i used to be like i try to my like absolute best to like be friendly and like you know and i would be sad if i and you know, someone was like oh I, like you know we don't like you could just tell if someone doesn't like you or not or like we don't yeah. like you don't click right and i would always blame myself like damn what is wrong with me like damn like yeah but now i'm just like my mentality is hey like if i'm myself and we don't vibe or like we don't get along then it is what it is like i'm not gonna force myself to change so i could be friends with you Right. Like if we're if we click, and I'm myself, then we're gonna have a good friendship. If we don't click, and I'm myself, then it we're you know that's it. Like uh, there's no problem with me. There's no problem with you. Like you know what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. So. Oh wow, you see, I have yet to test out. Like if I'm still a people pleaser or not. I I feel like for me I I don't know if I am too. But I think there are times where I definitely do like try to like please, like you know. Oh yeah. So that would make me a people pleaser. <laughs> yeah. You know okay, maybe about? I need to backtrack a little bit. Maybe I also came to this type of mindset because I actually talked to my mom about it in high school. Oh. Like in high school, you know, like typically you you go you end up in the same high school with the people you went to middle school with and for most people elementary with right like the district is just set up like that and i remember telling my mom like yeah like i don't need to be friends with everyone but i want to be at the level where we could still wave to each other or say hi when we're crossing each other's paths on campus and then i went to college right Mm. and the freshman year was a little rough and i was just like i remember like right like you know like my freshman year was really rough for me like came home during winter break was crying because i really didn't want to go back and i just remember telling my mom like Dude, like there are people who will dislike you because you're so-and-so's friend. Somebody will dislike you because maybe you accidentally made out with their ex at a party. Mm. Like some people like sometimes in your control, sometimes not. But I remember talking to my mom and she was telling me how she was actually just like that as well. And then realized like, I think it's just a matter of like, is it in your control? Right. right right i think i kind of sounded harsh when i said like it sounds like a them problem but i think what i meant was just like is it in my control and the fact is it's not so like well what can you do about it you, you can stress about it or you can just it yeah. is what it is yeah. right like so as somebody who has such a low stress tolerance like i think that was what i just like naturally averted to was the 
it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Oh, wow. That's a beautiful mentality to have because I think learning about oh hey if it's out of my control why am i why am i bothered by it why am i worrying about it i think that's huge and just taking off i would want that mentality too i'd rather have that than me thinking oh like what did i do wrong you know like Mm -hmm. i would rather have that mentality right there but if i did have that thought right which i'm not saying like i don't like like sometimes i do things and i'm like oh shoot i think that was like kind of rude i don't know about you guys but I i bring it up and i think that's also what stops me from overthinking right right because i think it really stems from just me hating hating the stressful feeling i I think that's what it roots from i just hate being in a state of stress and that's why rather than overthinking i'd rather i just i just approach it wow so let's say it was somebody i really wanted to be friends with or somebody i wished would really love me i think i would just ask straight up wow but if it was an action i did yeah, I'd be like, hey, so I did this. I don't know if you caught on to it. I, I thought like, oh, it might have been off-putting or that it could have been interpreted incorrectly. Like, sorry if I did that. And then you can hear their response like, oh, I didn't think that at all. Oh, wow. You see, I think I'm just now learning how to do that. Mm. But still, I never do it in a timely fashion. It takes me like... A- at least overnight to process it and so in that overnight i'm freaking out Mm. like i could have saved myself 12 hours of being like are they mad at me (laughs) but then i have i mean i I guess like eventually get there but even that like that's literally happened like twice because all the other times i just think about it in my head and i'm like oh Okay, I'm just going to sit with this uneasy feeling and feel like this person doesn't like me. Yeah. So I just kind of, um, it's just self-torture methods, you know? <laughs> and that's taxing on your mental health, I feel like. You get so tired from thinking about that, you know? Oh, yeah. Like your day just like, it's like gone because you're thinking so much. Yeah, your And you brain use all energy. your energy. You know, it's like, oh my gosh. And now you're tired. Now you can't do what you're supposed to do. Wow. Like affects everything. Yeah. 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 Truly does. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think we kind of touched upon profession. And I think I'm still too fresh out of college a little bit to really have experienced a trial and error. But I think in terms of my personality Mm. and realizing what puts me in my happy place that I think I've done some trial and erroring with right Mm. perfect especially throughout college and then coming back home having to deal with like living with my parents again and the the whole juggling of work life balance like what really puts me in that happy place in doing the trial and error for that Mm. and so yeah (laughs) even like accepting yourself where you're at yeah um i think has been a huge mm. recent learning lesson that and, I, I can work on yeah and just like yeah i think i've truly done the work of like allowing myself to like feel emotions mm. and not like if i'm feeling bad and then i feel bad about feeling bad that just makes it <laughs> that much worse so it why, does so why not just feel bad and be like oh Ugh. i'm really sad today i accept it though Rather than be like shame, shame, shame. Because you get into that shame cycle. 
exactly um, and so even with like the overthinking stuff like mm. i even if i'm overthinking things i try not to shame myself into being like why are you overthinking things mm. and so it's honestly about just stopping my thoughts <laughs> yeah no just, that's that's literally what it is yeah just he- head empty no thoughts yeah that's you, the you just gotta cut it off yeah you gotta cut it off chop that shit off yeah. seriously like you just gotta slap yourself sometimes and just be like yo like stop yeah yeah yeah, yeah talk to yourself yeah. i have a rage playlist as well <laughs> square welcome up. to the party playlist oh yes my that's my after after birth after after I give birth after playlist, birth? I have an after I give birth playlist. No, not. I do one song. It's just one song. Welcome to the party. <laughs> yeah, by Pop Smoke. And I just went like this. <laughs> so if you were if you weren't paying attention to the podcast, I'd say the takeaways would be. For me, at least, you know, wherever you are in life, like good or bad, like mm. you could learn from it. Dang. And also, you don't have to be a people pleaser. <laughs> right. Like some people may like you, some people may not. And that's just natural. Mm. You know, those are my takeaways. Yeah. 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 Cool. Like a hangnail. Just rip that shit yeah. out. <laughs> So if you, know? you guys can't tell, Julie really <laughs> likes ingrown toenail videos and also like pimple popping, right? I love it. Yeah. I like the pimple popping. No, the oh no, the ingrown toenail ones, like No, those are nasty. That's nasty. <laughs> I don't want to Oh dude, when they like take Ooh. the uh, You know oh, what I think? Like into? like 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 they cut the toenail yeah, off? It's like well, yellow. not the entire toenail. That's gross. Or what do you like? They'll literally like like split okay, it some in half vertically. Yeah, some people their their toenail curves so oh, much oh. because they don't wash their feet. Correctly. So do they like cut that? They cut like the very side of it and dig in and up, and they'll oh. see like how much nail was like digging in the skin. Oh, that's you nasty. Do like that. <laughs> but I do think I will like. Yeah, I, I will enjoy watching one. that. No, you, you know one. what I've been into is what? ingrown hair videos. No, those are nasty. No, those are nasty. No, I. Ingrown <laughs> hair. Yeah, but I will say there are not enough. <laughs> there are not enough good ones. I found so many good blackhead pimple popping ones oh yo i saw uh, yeah no. those are those are nice no okay y'all just wait until i send you an ingrown toenail one i just don't want to see I tried. like yeah. i'll try again okay <laughs> i will i will i will okay don't forget to follow us on instagram and tiktok at prugogi.podcast on twitter at prugogi podcast you can find me at h-a-n-a-k-a-t-t-t and me at b-e-j-u-l-i-f-i-e-d or one two three i can't hear your woo what happened to your woo all right try again try it again one, One, two, two three. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why you guys gotta do that to me? I thought we we're a team here. I thought we we're a team. I thought. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I thought it'd be really funny. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> Great. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. See you next week, Cookie. Bye.
I bet you have a lower voice than you. <laughs> That's actually pretty damn good. <laughs> That's actually pretty damn close. <laughs> You're close. Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs>